organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 1106 of The Right Hour. I had so much fun interviewing my business partner and friend, Sherilyn Bisbano. Her book, Shine, Don't Wine, releases this fall sharing her story. She first shared pieces of her story in her blog. Have you considered blogging your book? Sherilyn gives you tips on how to use your blog to help you write your book. Sherilyn is an award-winning writer and founded The Right Proposal after reading hundreds of book proposals with avoidable errors. These errors cost the author a contract or representation. As a submission reader and junior literary agent, Sherilyn helped many authors succeed. She joined The Right Coach team in December of 2019. She hosted Genre Chat, where she was privileged to interview expert writers like Jerry B. Jenkins, Liz Curtis-Higgs, Cecil Murphy, Michelle Adams, Tim Shoemaker, and Stephen James. She is a two-time winner of Flash Fiction Weekly and has contributed to Chicken Soup for the Soul, Miracles, Breaking the Chains, and Heart Reno Books. She proudly served in the military for 20 years, earning the John Levittow Military Leadership Award, and lives in Rhode Island with her son Michael and her her husband Michael. She fondly calls them her M&Ms. Learn how a blog can help you in your writing career. Welcome to this episode of The Write Hour. I'm so excited. Today, I am interviewing my business partner, Sherry Lynn, and we continue to talk about the power story. But before we get there, I wanted to do a little brief, um, let everybody know that Sherilyn, you haven't heard much from her on the podcast the past couple months because she has mm. had some serious health issues, but she's doing much better. She has not had COVID, um, but she's had no. <laughs> some other health issues that have just flared up in the past six months because she's got some autoimmune issues. Um, but she is still working behind the scenes, even though you don't see her much or hear from her much. And um, she's on the mend, so I'm so glad to be able to run this interview. But the other exciting thing is she has a book releasing this year. So I am so, and we're going to talk about that in in just a few minutes. But Sherilyn, before we do all that, tell us a little about you and your journey as to becoming a writing coach and a ghostwriter and a published author. Tell us a little bit about how you you know, did you always want to write? And how did you get into the writing field? Well, I did not walk out of the womb with a pen in hand. I did not want to write. I uh, did um, my writing classes for that I had to do for college. I did enjoy. I did enjoy those a little bit. I did enjoy the descriptive part of writing. Yes. I'm a speaker teacher. I love to teach the Bible. I also teach aspects of leadership and now writing. Mm -hmm. Women would ask me, well, where's the book? I'm like, I'm not a writer. And finally, my friend Lori Rolleveld said, well, maybe you should try a Christian writing retreat that I can't afford it. Well, to make a long story short, I applied for a 
a scholarship and I got it. And I ended up at a retreat, met some phenomenal people and was literally kicked in the butt to write. <laughs> and I, and from there, I met Kyle Young and I started working on, on a website, writer's website called Almost an Author, became the um, submissions reader with him for as a, as a literary agent. And I became a junior literary agent all within less than three years. And so I was writing my book, Shine Don't Whine, in the the meantime, the one that's getting published. Um, It was called True Star Quality when we first started writing, when I first started writing it. And I entered it into the Writer to Writer um, contest. And I won. And I... It was funny because I was getting asked all these questions by the hub board, and it was scary. You're standing there, and you have these best-selling authors and people who know how to write and teachers asking you these questions about you, mm-hmm. and you only get three minutes to tell them about your book. <laughs> and I just said, you, you know, they said, you and succinct, right? I know. You got to be brief. And I said... They said, do you have any alternate titles beside True Star Quality? I said, yes, Shine Don't Wine. And one of the guys said, I don't like that title. So I just put it out of my mind. Well, after that, three years later, it's now published. But in between time, I asked women, because it's geared toward women, what title do you like best? They're like, oh, Shine Don't Wine, Shine Don't Wine. I picked that right up. So this book is my, I call it my raw and realistic journey through scripture and the star principle. Mm-hmm. And what I love about it is it's, it's stories. It's not just about me, but it's about a lot of people who go through difficult times in life and they lose their shine. You know, God says, shine your light so before men that they can see your good works and glorify God in heaven. And, you know, Jesus is the light of the world and we're supposed to reflect him. And there's a lot of Bible verses about shining. Right. And sometimes we just don't feel like doing that. So the book kind of takes you from the very basics of who we are in Christ, memorizing the word of God, um, prayer, and it answers the age-old question, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. I do. I answer that question. And the number one answer is, there are no good people. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but even if your you're sweet, biblical, you know. Yes, so, even your sweet but, grandma who went to church all of her life still has things in her that aren't good because we're human. We're all that way. So that's, that's a good point. Right. So. The the journey has been, I say, God has catapulted me into the literary world, not just to get my book done, but to help others. Because I love, like you, Joyce, I love to help people. I love to help people get their story on paper and be able to tell it in a realistic way. There's a lot of people hurting out there and they want to know how to tell their story of abuse and there's and, and the good things and how to tell it in a biblical, biblical way. And not necessarily just biblical, but in a way that doesn't cross the line into in storytelling, like not getting too graphic, but just enough 
to allow people to understand the emotion, that raw and real emotion behind the story. You know, each people goes, uh, each people experiences tragedy in a different way and it affects people sometimes in a different way. And I love to help people get that out because the process of writing is the process of healing. And that's what I found in my writing, Joyce. I found that. And I love to help people do that. And that's kind of what we do. We take people from what I like to say, mind to manuscript. And we do that with the right, W-R-I-T-E, the 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 right coach, the right plan. Yes, the plan. <laughs> well, and I that's part of my illness. My brain hasn't been working. I, I I have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, and my brain has just not been operating right. And I said to Joyce, Joyce, I can't do this right now because I'm going to make a lot of mistakes and I'm going to make us look stupid. But I'm on my way to healing. But we love love helping people. So that's why I wrote this book and I love to help people write their story. And and sometimes it can be very, very draining to write your memoir. So um, we'll get into that. Talk about that. I want to get back to a point that you made about writing being healing, that that's how actually I started writing was journaling. Because I was actually mm-hmm. working through a lot of baggage from my past when my son was a baby. And I started mm. journaling as a, a way of healing and just kind of working through processing those feelings. And then I said, like, I really like this, you know, and I figured maybe I could actually write short stories because I'd always been a, a reader and, and I love mm-hmm. to um, write, but I'd never thought about writing professionally. And so I just started doing it. Yeah, me either. Club. So yeah, I, I get it. It is very cathartic to um, write, definitely. So when did you start your blog and why? <laughs> well, it, I in 2014, uh, when I went to this writing writing retreat, everyone was saying, well, you have to have a blog. You have to have a blog. And I, I'm kind of a rebel at heart. I'm like, I'm not going to have a blog just to have a blog. God has to tell me to have a blog. And, you know, it, I knew I needed one, but I wasn't just going to get out there and write. I didn't know, even know what to call it. Or So the, the conference was in September, mm-hmm. December 31st. 2014 at 8 30 p.m i had my snacks in hand with my son and we're getting ready to watch the ball drop and the holy spirit impressed on my heart do your blog and do it now i want your first i want your first um entry to be january 1st 2015 i'm like what did i hear you right so (laughs) I did. And I called the blog Pelican Promise because Lori has, Lori Roloveld wrote this book called Running from a Crazy Man. And no, it's not about someone chasing her and trying to stalk her. It's about, it's about King David. But Mm -hmm. 
it, this is a really good book. And one of the entries talks about Pelican moms when they don't have enough food or any food to feed their their kids, they will pluck themselves to make themselves bleed and offer the blood to feed their children. Oh, that wow. just gave me, and it made me think of Jesus. Hmm. So my blog is called Pelican Promise. Like everybody's going to know what that means. And, but now it's called Truth to Shine. Mm-hmm. I got my first blog out there and it was about the first blog, why I'm writing. And I did it out of obedience. But what I never knew would happen was this blog was a healing process. I wrote about things in my life and how God taught me through experiences in my life. You know, I always look for God's teachings where God is in all the areas of my life, walking with my son or walking on the beach or making coffee in the morning. You know, there's um, some fun, there's some fun entries in there. I mean, I made coffee one morning. I didn't make it right. And it was bland. It was, it was um, lukewarm. Mm. So I so I took that and I'm like, oh, I can talk about in Revelation where God would spit us out if we're lukewarm. And that's what came to mind when I was making this, trying to make this coffee with a broken Keurig. So that's where my blogging came in and it was healing. And so if you want to, it's my blog is going to be on a new website. It's going to be at SherryLindisbono.com. But it that is in the works still, but it, it should be up by the end of August should be up by the end of August. So we that's why out of obedience. Right. Well, what I love is that you took the first step because so many people at that stage are afraid to take the first step or like you a little rebellious. And, you know, even though the blog world is a saturated world right now, yeah. even, even if, all it is for you to learn how to be a better writer and write for an audience. Yes. It's worth yes. it. Yes. Because that's when I blogged, that's when my writing skills blossomed and grew because I learned how to um, speak mm-hmm. to people and I learned how to structure a blog. and I learned how to, you know, better punctuation and better uh, words to use, you know, expanding my, my vocabulary by looking at things on the power thesaurus, you know, mm-hmm. so that I could find that better word and stronger word and learning techniques. And it's like anything else until you practice it, you're not going to learn it. You can read about writing yes. all long and you can read great books about writing. You can listen to podcasts about writing. You can go to yep. conferences about writing. But until you actually write and practice yourself, you're never going to get better. And so, right. And and I go back and read my old blogs and I'm like, horrified. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that off. So right now we're we're, we're transferring, we're we're transferring them over. So I'm going to redo them. (laughs) Yes. The editor's coming out with her red pen going, nope. Oh, wow. No. (laughs) So. Blogging is healing. Blogging is healing. I've written about some pretty, some pretty crazy and some intimate stuff. Yeah. And so I I definitely agree with you about the blogging, that it is useful for many reasons. But the biggest one is to help you to become a bigger, better writer. 
But it also, in that, then you will attract people. I'm not saying if you write a blog, nobody's going to read it. I mean, granted, you need to share it because nobody's going to be looking out there for your website. If you don't tell them about it, you've got to share it on social Mm -hmm. media and wherever that you can. So what do you write about on your blog? You said you do a lot of different topics um, that you've covered. What are some of the topics that you feel resonated the most with people? I I think when I am realistic about getting angry or realistic about um, my, the sin in my life, I mean, I don't go get into nitty gritty stuff, but being real, people want to read about realistic people. Christianity is not all fluff and stuff. It's not all angels on harps on the clouds. It's hard. (laughs) It's down and dirty. It is, we are in a war. And so I describe life sometimes as war. And, and I, I, so, so I'm not pointing fingers at other people. I talk about my challenges. Right. And, and it resonates with people. And, and I, I throw in humor too, because I, I have, I have a weird sense of humor sometimes, but some people like it. I love it's in the humor. It is great. So, <laughs> but definitely, you know, I like that, that you said you'll be real because here's the thing on Facebook and social media. Um, we, we put on this air sometimes that we have it together or there's no problems. Now for me, I don't talk about, air my dirty laundry you know, on, on social media. But I will say, you know, if I'm having a bad day or I'm struggling with this or that, you know, I will. And and that's the thing. You don't have to, this is something Cheryl and I have talked about. You don't have to give every detail. You could just say, you know what? I got in an argument with my husband and I blew up at him and I really shouldn't have. You know, it was bad timing on my part. You know, I was tired and he said just the right thing to push my button and there I went. And, you know, that happens in every marriage, Christian, Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-Christian, that happens. And with kids. I mean, oh yeah, uh, there's, there is a, this is something I had to pray about, especially writing my book and some of my blog. Um, I took a lot of my, when I, let me back up a little bit. When I wrote my book, when I first got this award for my book, I was told by the um, the people who were sitting on the committee, we need to have more stories in this book. And I'm thinking, where am I going to get more stories? Now, my blog. I have I, a lot of my book has blog entries in it, but I don't. I didn't copy and paste directly from my blog. Some of it I did, <laughs> but not a lot of it. But some of it I did. But I took some of this stories that I had written in my blog and stuck them in my book and rewrote it because they had, they were applicable to what I was writing about at right, that time. Right. And that's, and, and so blogging is so, I mean, blogging is great if you're writing a book. I, I mean, we tell, we tell our clients, I mean, we have entrepreneurs, so it's not always about personal story, but a lot of people want to hear your personal story. If they're going to buy stuff from you or if they're mm-hmm. going to get a service from you, they want to know your story. They want to know 
who they're following, who they're getting their information from. So be real. But there may be, you, you have to be very, I call it um, delicate discernment on how right. much you share. Um, if your blog is more personal like mine is, you could probably share a little bit more. But um, you have to, you need to have that delicate discernment. I wouldn't share all your dirty laundry, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I There's always a way in my, to share it without sharing every detail. You can share the essence. Right, and, and if you are hesitant and if you don't know, ask somebody if it's too much. Yeah, yeah. Because... I mean, I was sharing about in my book, I didn't, I don't think I, I, yeah, I think it might be in my blog. In my book, I was sharing about, um, before I was a a follower of Jesus, this guy that I was dating and how, how difficult the breakup was physically, emotionally. And in that physical aspect, I mean, I put my body ached to be with him. Mm-hmm. Now, some people would say that is to TMI, but if you're, a, but, but I didn't think so. The Lord, yeah, I didn't, I, they would, they, they would understand. understand. They would relate to that because I've been, the Lord, I've been in a similar situation yes. where a, you never knew your heart could truly hurt so bad losing. Yes. Something. And. And, and it's, so you, you, you can write certain things, but don't say I miss him and I love him. You got, you have to be, it's, it's like show, don't tell. Like if you're around your husband and your hands get sweaty and you know, if your husband still does that to you and you, you know, you blush, things like that, your cheeks get red. Don't just say I'm in love with my husband. When you write your blog or you're writing things, be real. But if it's a business blog, I, I wouldn't get that realistic. But you can, you can, I would say, you know, I love my husband. We like to share intimate times together. It depends. There's a place and a time. Right. And I think that. that goes into knowing your audience, right? You need to know your audience. Yes. It, it, yes, you have to know your audience. So blogging is really, really good for, like Joyce said, learning how to write better. Um, if you're writing a more personal blog, it will help with your book, but it will also, if you're an entrepreneur and you're giving inform- bits and pieces of information to your clients or your audience or your email list, remember they are people and they want to know a little bit about you, but <clears throat> remember that they are clients and business people. So don't go too overboard with the intimacy part, but share a little bit about your family. Share a little bit about maybe a frustration you've had Mm -hmm. because they want to relate to you. Blogging is so, is so wonderful. And if you don't want to write, maybe you can do a vlog, a video blog. You can do both. That's an you can do both. Point. Yeah, because you could do the video and have it transcribed. We use something called Descript.com, D-E-S-C-R-P-T.com, that if you wanted to do a video blog and then have it transcribed, and then all you do is need to clean up the transcription to have it as written portion, because some people like to read and some people like to watch videos or listen to audios. And that way you would have all your bases covered. 
But um, and something that you were going to say, you were saying about being interesting, Crystal Payne, who does, um, her website is Money Making Mom, I think is what it is. Um, she does an excellent at this, about writing about her life and sharing it on there. Because she has, I think, five kids, and they, uh, I think they've adopted a kid, and she had a kid or something. Or they were fostering a kid, that's what it was. They were fostering a baby, and she just had a baby not too long ago. And it's just, I mean, I'm not even still a mom of young children anymore, but it's interesting for me to read because I like to know about people's lives. And Amy Field does this really well. So a good way to figure out how can I do this, follow some people who are doing it really well in your field. And or even another field, just Mm -hmm. to, to get an idea of what does this look like? What are we really talking about? And when that's you, a great idea. Yeah, when you do that, then you'll know how to emulate it. And when you're talking about information and giving, you know, too much information, um, depending upon who you're trying to attract, you'll know how much information to give and how mm-hmm. how and because you want to make things interesting. But the other kind of stories you can tell if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a health coach. Obviously, you want to have stories of people getting healthier, tell different stories. If you're a business coach of people growing their businesses, you know, any if you're some kind of influencer or a leader like a John Maxwell, you'll have stories of people that are leading their businesses or leading their, you know, it could be even leading yes. their families or leading up their church, whatever it is that because leadership's everywhere. What I mean, all of us are leaders yes. in one form or another. And so mm-hmm. leadership is everywhere. So I love how you said, you know, put if you gotta put a little bit of you in there or it's going to fall flat. And that's that's right. you don't wanna sound like a, you don't wanna sound like a textbook. Mm-mm. You don't if you if you don't wanna sound like a textbook and you don't wanna sound like a dictionary and you don't wanna, you know, but you don't want to be the national choir either. <laughs> so, I love it. So you've got to find that happy balance that works for you and what you're comfortable with. Right. Because, like for me, my right. husband doesn't like me sharing a whole lot of, about our personal life on Facebook. So I don't. And I've had you know good friends of ours say, why don't you ever say anything about Carrie? And I'm like, he doesn't want me to. So I don't share a whole lot unless it's something you know super funny or happy that we're going doing and Mm. that's out of respect for him and you may have to do that for your family members or your friends if you're talking about them especially if it's a blog that's going to be out make sure you have permission to share the story if it's about that's that's a mistake people make they don't get permission or they share too much and there's there's other mistakes people make too, right, Joyce? Like, yeah, what are those um, common mistakes that you've seen about people telling their story or blogging? Yeah, and and just blogging in general. Um, we've been to many writing conferences online, and we teach blogging a little bit. And the biggest mistake I think people make is they don't blog regularly. Yeah, they. You need to pick. You need to pick whether you're going to blog daily weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, and stick to it. If you, I pick weekly. And what I do is I schedule a time to write the blog. Mm -hmm. I schedule a day to review it and post it. 
and I post it the same day and, and I try to post it in the morning. Um, and you need to be clear, concise because people are going to go look for your blog and they're going to say, it's not there. It's not there. Well, what's going on with this person? And you, you must do that. If you're inconsistent, they will, they will, you'll fall off their radar because, well, she's not there. You know, that's like yep. me and my podcast. If I just stop my podcast for six months, people will be like, okay, well, I guess she's not podcasting anymore. And then I started back up and I started podcasting every day. They'd be like, what in the world? Because that's not what I was doing before. And I haven't been podcasting for six months. You're going to throw people off. You need to let your people know, hey, and, and I let people know all the time. We do seasons. We do six podcasts yep. in a season. We take two or three weeks off, prepare for the next season, and start the next season. And people mm-hmm. have learned that schedule because we are working. This is season 11 we're almost finished with, and we're going to start season 12 in September. So letting people know, and it also holds you accountable. But um, yes. let, me clear, I may, let me clear something up, Sherilyn, because I'm not sure what you meant. I think I know what you meant. You said you you um, said it for the same day. Were you saying that you post it the same day every week, your, your blog? Yes. It's like uh, I would post my – I would write it on Mondays and post it on Thursday mornings. Yeah. I would write it. And, and if I, it. You've got a schedule and a routine there. And that's what I want to encourage people to do. And something that – and you can look this up. And if I, I'll, if I find it, I'll put the link in the show notes. Amy Porterfield talks about batching. Um, she was referring to podcasts, but what batching is, and it's something that we do some with the podcast, but sometimes it's hard to get everybody to schedule to record at the same time. So it doesn't always work with the recording part, but you can batch by like recording or if you're writing, write out your pod, I mean, write out your blogs, do three or four of them in a day. But so say you do one a week and you want to do four for the month, write them all on one day and then take different days to edit them. Because I, I don't know about you, mm. Sherlyn, but I like to, things to marinate for a day or two. Yeah, because you, yes, when you go back and reread them, you're like, sometimes I'm like, what was I talking about? <laughs> but well, and, and another mistake needs refined. I mean, no matter what. Yes, refined, everything needs edited. Yeah. So another thing is making your blog too long. Yes. I mean, if you have, uh, this is just me, and, and, and I think most people would say, I mean, if you're doing a monthly blog, 1,000, 1,500 words maybe, but I wouldn't do, if you're doing a weekly or a daily blog, I wouldn't do more than 500 to 800 words. Right. Um, and if you go over, if, if you go way over 1,000, and it really depends on what you're doing, but um, if you go way over 1,000, split the blog up. Yeah. I have, I have a, I have teachings on my blog. Some of them are, you know, like eight, eight blogs long. So yeah, don't, so don't make your blogs too long. And what I'm thinking of doing too, Joyce, is like you were saying people like videos now. So I'm thinking of actually doing a short vlog and the writing portion. Yeah. Would they be the same content or would you just kind of talk a little bit? It'd be the exact same thing because some people might not want to read it. They might want to just say, okay, or they want to know the little blurb before they read it. Yeah. 
I like watching videos better than reading because you and I, we read all day. I'd rather watch a video. Well, I mean, I like to see the person's face. I like to see them and I like, or, or or like a podcast. I like to listen. And I I do audio books mostly now before that reason, because we do read so much for our Mm -hmm. business to sit down and read a book is almost painful. (laughs) And you know, another thing, brain is tired. Mm -hmm. Everything's tired. You're just like, just let, let it flow in there and I don't have to think too hard about yeah. it. I think another thing, another thing, if you're blogging and you are, you know, we're talking about blogging your story. If you're blogging your story uh, and people are following you, do surveys, ask them what they want to know about you. Mm-hmm. Um, ask them, um, maybe share, you know, ask them if you, Ask them questions because every blog should have a question at the end to evoke, you know, interaction. Don't ask a yes or no question. Right. Ask a question that will get an answer and interact and make sure on your blog, they have a way to reach you beside just answering on the blog itself. Um, and I mean, there's so many more things we could do about blogging, but, um, because of your storytelling, if blogging and storytelling is what we're talking about, use your blog to tell your story and you can use those individual blogs in a book. Yes. Because it will give you content. Definitely. And I love that because, um, I interviewed David Mike, who did that. He blogged for two years his story about going AWOL in the military, and it's called Dishonor, and what happened in his family and how he came to know Christ through all of that. And it took him two years because he had very limited time to write. He had two hours on Saturday that he would write, and that's all he had. And so that's why it took him so long. So then once he had all the blogs written, and he knew that, you know, Mm -hmm. Book was done. Then he had somebody help him put it together and edit it. So it can be done. You just need to be strategic about it. And so there's his podcast, and there's another podcast I did about blogging your book. And those will I'll put the links to both of those in the show notes because that will definitely, if you're interested in doing this, do it. But even if you're an entrepreneur, if your book's about nutrition, then blog about the topics in your book. And the content in the blog doesn't have to be exactly what's going to be in the book. It can be, you know, expanded content. It can be another little Mm -hmm. piece. You know, the two can work together so that you're not. Yes. We had this happen. We we talked about this in the writing club one time is you can repurpose your your material. Your blog can be helping Mm -hmm. you write your book or your book can help you write your blog, whichever way. And your blog and your blog can your blog can help you in other ways as well because if you write something on your blog and you get you hear crickets you're like hmm nobody's interested in that but then you write something else and it just explodes you're like oh i need to i'll need to put that in my book yeah you know you touched a nerve there then definitely so well carolyn tell us a little bit about your writing time do you like to have a consistent time to write do you write daily and just what are some things that work for you and didn't work for you? Because I love to hear this. And you know, we ask this at the end of every podcast. I know everybody has a different way to write. I mean, I saw it, I saw it in our website. They, the, uh, we have a Facebook page 
not our website, Facebook page. It's called Write My Book Nonfiction. And one guy said in the middle of the night, midnight, and I'm like, I'm snoring at midnight. I love to get up early in the morning to write. I like to write early in the morning when no one's around. And sometimes I like to write um, like early evening, but I can't have anybody around because I, I get sidetracked too easy. You know, I want to talk to people instead of writing. And if I have, yeah, if I have a, if I have a schedule, and if I have a deadline, yeah. if I have a deadline, I'll do it. But if, if my deadline is my deadline, I'll write when I want to. I, I'm being realistic. I'm like, I have to. Somebody has to say, Sherry Lynn, you need to have this done by this time. And I'll be like, okay, I'll get it. I'll get it done. Like you see that with our work. I right. get it done. <laughs> but if it's my writing, I'm like, eh. Yeah, should be that way. Do not do. Yeah, do not follow what I do. You need (laughs) to have a consistent time. And once I'm feeling better, I will have that consistent time. It will be probably an hour every morning. Um, I scheduled an hour every morning just to write, just Mm -hmm. to write. So do that. Don't do what I'm doing right now. Well, and you have other issues going on too. So that you you have some grace and sometimes that happens, but um, a really good book that I'm going to mention here because I've mentioned it in the groups is that 5,000 words per hour by Chris Fox is amazing. I have it on my, I have it on my uh, phone. Yeah. It is really helpful because he's showing me, you know, if you can get a book done fast and just get it out and his whole thing is just kind of vomit the book out, get it out and then go back and edit it. You are more like yeah, vomit and then clean up the mess, vomit and clean up the mess. <laughs> there you go. And that way, keep the good stuff. Yeah. When you do that, you're going, you have that momentum and you've accomplished something. And like he writes novels and I'm actually, well, I'm not working on it right now, but I do have a novel that I've started that I need to get Me back too. to in January is my plan. But, you know, he said, if you takes you 18 months to write a novel, he said, the likelihood of you finishing it is unlikely because you, you lose that, that momentum and that joy of accomplishing it. And it just becomes this dreaded thing that you're trying to finish. And I can so relate to that. And so Mm -hmm. when I jump back into my novel writing, I'm going to use the suggestions that he has in the 5,000 words per hour and it works for nonfiction too, because actually I started doing that with the book I'm ghostwriting and I did 2,500 words in an hour last week. Um, you know, and that, and so, and for me now with the ghostwriting, it's a little bit harder because I'm trying to take somebody else's content and put it into a book format. So I've got to think about it a little bit and I can't just go, Blah 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 off the top of my head because I'm taking right, ghostwriting is a little bit different because you have to get their voice and what they're saying. Right, and get their but, but you can do it. But exactly. you can do it. So I'm applying the same principles to working on this ghostwriting job. So I love that. Mm. Well, what words of advice or encouragement do you have for new writers or someone who may be struggling to even blog? What, what encouragement do you have for them? Just do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, even, 
Yes, just do it. Um, if you don't, this is what I, this is what you can do. Um, if you want to start on Blogger, start on Blogger. I know some people say WordPress and everything, but if you want to start, just start on Blogger, and you don't. WordPress.com has the same. Yes. Thing. So either one. Just start it, and you—they don't even have to go live. You can start it. You can start writing, and you don't even have to make them go live yet. You just get it out, get them all out, and get it going. And then when you say, oh, "I think this one's good enough," it hit the live. What, what is it? Live button publish. or publish button? Publish button. And then it will go live. Right. But just start writing. Just start writing. And in interview, Joyce said this earlier, and this is this is my concern as well. There's so many blogs out there. So make yours detailed. Don't blog up. I mean, like mine is biblical experiences, taking my experiences and applying Bible. Bible principles to them, how God does that in my life. If you want to blog about something, be specific. Mm-hmm. Blog about a certain aspect of your business. If you have a business that's specific, but if you're blogging up to write a story, make sure that on the first page people know that's what you're doing. I'm blogging my story. Yeah, blogging to show you. I mean, my my blog first said, um, my, "My may my falling help you to stand firm." Oh, I love that! I love that. <laughs> oh, you know, may my falling help you to stand firm. So you're reading about all the things that I failed at, but may it help you to stand firm? Be specific in your blog. If you need any help, just contact us. Joyce and I do. Um, complimentary um, one-hour sessions for books will help you with your blog. If you want to blog your book, it's the rightcoach.biz forward slash calendar. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's it. The right we'll coach. put the link in the show notes too. Yes, because we would love to help you. There's so much to it. And each one of you has your own specific story, your own specific business, your own specific way of doing things. So um, there, it's not carte blanche. It's individualized too. So we would like to help you with that. Definitely. I love that. And I love where you said, you know, just do it. Do it imperfectly perfect because if you're a perfectionist, like a lot of writers are, they're afraid to get it out there. So don't be afraid to get it out there. Just yes, start, don't be afraid. Just start writing it. And here's the great thing: if you really hate it, and you know, you can always delete it, take it off. So, but try. And you're, there's nothing that's going to get better, and you're not going to become a better writer. You're not going to finish your book unless you write and learn how to write. Yes. So, yes. so just advice. do it. Just do Thank it. Thank you for having, this was great. Thank you for having me on. It's so great. And I look forward to your books releasing in October, correct? Yes. And, and it's ready for, you can buy, you can pre-order it on Amazon. Awesome. It's we'll Shine the, Don't Wine. Yes. We'll put the link in the show notes for that. So the Shine Don't Wine, if you want to check that out on Amazon. And it will be releasing in October, so you can pre-order it now. 
And I'm excited for you, Sherilyn. She's worked really hard. Thank you. And thank um, you. We hope that this episode has definitely helped you with about blogging your story and just being um, real with your reader. So take care and we'll see you next time on the right hour. for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.